0: Here's Joanne White.
1: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on Power Your Life. And many people think that leadership is just about an organization or a company, and yes, leadership is so important in in all of those areas. Leadership is also very important with respect to your own lives, because I believe that that's why the show is called Power Your Life, that we are leaders, and I've written about this, and today we're going to speak with someone, I'm very excited about him, who. Talks and walks the talk about leadership and has helped so many different leaders. I'm talking about Mark Villarreal, I hope I pronounced it right, who has a vast array of business experience spanning several industries and multiple decades. Mark is a speaker, a presenter, and a leader with a passion for building leaders and learning from others that also share his passion. He's the author of Shortcuts Get You Lost, a Leadership Fable of the Dangers of the Blind Leading the Blind. blind. And in this book, Mark clearly and succinctly explains the art of leadership while giving readers an inside look at the crucial nature of expectations, definitions, and also execution. Mark's ideas and viewpoints transcend every border, unlocking the keys to success in any a meaningful endeavor that you may have. Welcome, Mark. How are you?
2: Thank you, Joanne. I am terrific, and quite an introduction. Yeah. Thank you.
1: <laughs> did, did I pronounce it right? <laughs> uh,
2: yes, you did. Uh, people ask my name. I say Vela Real. Uh, that, that's how you say it in English, and so that's good, right there.
1: Great. I appreciate that. So, firstly, this book, shortcuts, get you lost, and. I have it right in front of me, thank you. Why did you choose to write it in in a fable fashion,
2: form? Well, for several reasons. First, one of my favorite books and other favorite books that uh, I've read are written in fable forms, and it allows the reader to follow, and each chapter builds on each other, but then it allows them to relate back to personal things that have happened to them whether in their personal life or in business. So the Fable form, there's one out there called One Minute Manager, changed my life when I was 23 years old, many years ago. And from that time, other books that written in those forms, I've always been able to relate to, and I feel that others can relate to it and follow it and then see how each chapter masters on the next.
1: So the question is, what What's so different about what you do and what you teach with leadership? There's a lot of great books and great materials out on, you know, what goes into leadership, what makes a good leader, and why people should follow a leader. What about you? What what's What's your philosophy, if you will?
2: I would start by saying this. You have books that talk about the science of leadership. And in other books that talk about the art of leadership, I believe my book ties both together because the science of leadership, everyone can try, but the art of leadership, certain people probably have a better gift for and a better understanding for. So that would be number one. Number two is then it takes the art and the science and it starts very foundational because when you start with the right foundations and this correlates in life, that when you build things based on the right values and the right principles, then everything else built on that has this more stable foundation. so that's why I think that the art and the science are important
1: i to, you know I totally agree in in your book, you talk about there's i'm not going to give everything away but but there's um, a leader and who actually his values and and also the other people's values that are not uh, that are his employees or whatever they, their values are in sync which makes I think for a very important way to run a company and to be a part of a company why is that so important and why is that something that you highlighted in your book
2: It's very important because first that leader has to define what the values the organization is going to live by, and he can do that with their involvement. Uh, We do that in strategic planning, talking about what are our values and our value statements. Do we believe in these, and can we build an organization on this? That allows you then to what I call principles. So I always learned when I was young that values are what you live by, and then principles are what you stand on because they should become automatic. So it's important that everyone then believes in those values and those principles, because then when they start defining their mission, their vision, and their strategic planning, every decision should point back on that, that you can measure against that value. Does this match up against this value and this principle? And if not, then we either have to redefine what we're going to execute, or there are times that you might revisit and add another value that might make more sense. It also allows you to see where you stray and you can be honest about it. In the book, I talk about the value of humility. I think that the best leaders lead with humility and that is important because being genuine to your people is important, but when they see that maybe you being human did not live a value, you can be honest about it and say, hey, I apologize. Our value is respect. And I just got angry. Uh, Let let me apologize and move forward. People will see that. Now, if it happens more than once, then that can be an issue. But it allows everyone to live it and see it. And you want to communicate it. In the book, I talk about how they post their values on the wall on what they're working on, because that leader not only wants to hold himself accountable, he wants to show his team these are my values and it's a test for yourself of if you're going to live them.
1: You've worked with many different leaders, companies. Can you tell tell us a little bit about your background and a little a story that relates to to what you're talking about?
2: Well, I have been in business for 35 years and in different industries, and mm-hmm. with that, uh, I've always. Been amazed with what I learned as growing up from my mother. And uh, I will tell people my mother was the best leadership coach who chose to be a housewife. But everything that she taught me growing up correlates to business today. So that was one thing that was amazing. And it really shows people how important parenthood is and the effects that you can have on your child when you raise them. But second of all, in that business, I really when I started focusing on other people's success, instead of being narrow-minded and focused only on mine, I would uh, realize that my success came naturally from there. So uh, with that being said, because if their goals were built properly that matched my goals, then if I just focused on their success, mine would come naturally. So that was really the start of, and I talked about One Minute Panager when I was 23, where it talks about catching someone doing something right. It talks about rewards and consequences, so that's nothing new, but I mentioned that in my book because it correlates as well. That's when I started becoming a better leader. It allowed me then to help build future leaders and recognize who could be a leader and sometimes even define who couldn't be a leader that was maybe suited for something else better and uh, building the values that works around that. That's why I talk about everyone is a 10, because in different industries, not everyone can be successful, but because we treat people with respect, even when they're not successful, they appreciate us as an employer. They sometimes leave and then refer other employees or refer other business and many former employees have become even some of our best customers at the new industries that they started to work at. So that would be the story behind of what led me up till now to wanted to share something. And that's why I wrote the book shortcuts get you lost.
1: You know, I think it's so important and you, and you bring this out in the book to really like notice people and you talk about giving them a 10 and to, and acknowledging them and, and there's a lot in the book about acknowledgement Oftentimes, leaders forget to do that and take their employees or their, you know, assistants, whomever, for granted. And that, I think that really negatively affects the company. How do you get people to change their behaviors? I mean, leaders. If, If a leader is locked into a particular way of behaving, Mark, that really doesn't bring forth the best in his or her staff and doesn't and certainly doesn't build a strong team what what would you do what what do they have to do and and have you run into this before uh
2: constantly uh, I, you know transparency especially today is a big word in our society i was always told by my mother and when i started in business she was you know was my a, a great coach to me up until the day she passed that she would say, show people who you are first. Show them that you're genuine. Many times people in business think that there has to be the line between this is me professionally, this is me personally. When people see that you're genuine, then they'll understand you. Second, then treat them with respect. We talked about that. But be factual and not negative. So if you have to hold them accountable, hold them accountable based on the facts. But because you're treating them with respect, it's not in a negative connotation. And then you want to reward them. And growing up, we all learned what rewards or consequences are. So we tell people, we're going to manage you by rewards or consequences. We're very open and transparent about that. And we even say, I'd rather work on the reward side. But there are going to be times, because we owe it to you to help you grow, that there are going to be consequences. And we need to point those out to you. We need to coach you on it. And then we also are very open to tell them we are looking for people who are coachable. As I coach you, and if you show that you listen, if you show that you take the coaching and try to implement it, even if you struggle, then we're there to coach you further. But those who are coachable are the ones that we're going to spend our energy with and those that will be successful in our business. So that person that may be struggling and uh, maybe even at some point struggle to make the changes that you're asking, you take them through these methods, but you're honest with them about them, and you actually even cover that in conversation where you may say, look, here's what I've done. I've asked you to do this. It seems that you're not implementing it. I I need to be honest with you because I owe that to you that if you're not going to do this, you're not going to succeed, and I need to know what we need to do to correct this moving forward. So yeah, that, that is probably how that works and how it works effectively.
1: In terms of our workforce and in terms of the just what things look like in terms of industry, different industries and, and different cultures of their industries and also innovation what do you see as some a trend that's happening and also what is the future in your mind now obviously you're not a fortune teller but what does the future in your mind look like in terms of business
2: well the future right now we're having a millennial workforce so we use that term lightly because it covers a broad range of age but really they're coming into the workforce that is different than when i came into the workforce Some of that is they come with a lot of courage. They know the digital age way before I I did because they learned it growing up. With that courage, though, they sometimes, you know, they're the type that have to be held back a little more than to be pushed forward because they're eager to get out there and do it. So sometimes they may be in a rush to do things. So that's a little bit of the future but they're also used to maybe learning a little differently. Uh, my own uh, kids that are in college, you know, they go to websites to see little bits of training instead of how maybe traditional training was done. So their learning aspects are a little different, and we have to adjust to that. The one thing that I have noticed about them though, because there's been studies out there that they don't stay at a job for a long time, and I think also that is actually a factor that they're looking for leadership, just like the someone that's been in business for 20 years looks for leadership, that they still have the innate hunger to find someone who leads, uh, whether they know it or not. And when that leader demonstrates leadership, they will follow them because they're hungry to learn. That's the biggest thing about the millennial workforce. So the future to me is exciting because I think they bring a lot more innovation and a lot more ideas and they're actually going to really help our industries.
1: Is it different being a leader for different generations like millennials versus Gen X? And by the way, what's the range? Somebody's asking a question. What's the range of the millennials age-wise?
2: Well, I have heard that it's, you know, you got your 18-year-olds that may be joining the workforce. I have heard that the range goes into the early 30s or up to the 35s, and then, uh, you know, that's the break for the next age group. But, you know, there's – in in our employment, and we, you know, we have a large organization that we have. We have a group of millennials that are at the 20- and 21-year-olds, so they're new to the industry, uh, and – so, yeah, you know, there's even that gap between the millennial age because those that are coming in in their 20s and 21s are different than those that are maybe in their 30s or early 30s. So, that is the age range. And what was your next question? I'm sorry, Joanne.
1: Sorry, I was asking too much at one time. Is it different if <laughs> is it different the style of leadership for let's say one generation the Millennials versus Gen X and do you, is that something that you have to factor
2: into leadership in some ways yes it is different but I will say that it's actually different by individual so whether it's Gen X and this individual is a little different so a true leader recognizes that in the, each individual uh, there's uh, some of the Millennials uh, you will notice that they like recognition and they look for feedback maybe quicker but Sometimes that's even different by individual. So I think just recognizing them as an individual, I believe that leadership transcends all ages. So when you say, is it different managing, that leader has to recognize the differences, even if the people are the same ages in the Gen X, there's going to be difference between them. And how those people respond and that leader picks up on that and understands how to manage them because they'll recognize their strengths and their weaknesses. And if they're genuine, they're having those conversations of here's what I see as your strengths, here's what I see as your weaknesses. Do you uh, confer with that and with that and how can we work in these areas? What's the best things I can do to help improve you? Uh, And, you know, we talk about asking someone, what is it that I can do to assist you today? And. When you ask that, you actually understand a lot of times how best to manage them.
0: Now, is
1: this just true for small businesses, small companies, because of somebody that has hundreds of employees, how are they going to get that real personal touch that you're talking about that seems so vital to to leadership?
2: Well, you you may believe that in small companies it's easier because it's more transparent in that one leader there. But in the large companies, and large companies have succeeded because the leader at the top is very important that that person sets in the company vision and that they're communicating in it constantly, and then that's going down not only to the other leaders, but people will see that it's being pushed down from the top. Then vision is not something that you share once and you say that's our vision it's something that you share and you point to constantly and you show people the milestones to say hey our vision is to grow to this size company and to expand into these markets we're not there yet but here's the progress that we've made so if that's being driven from the top and then the other leaders are owning their piece as well and constantly communicating then that the larger organizations can be just as effective as a small organization.
1: You talked about your mother as being a great leader and and great teacher in so many ways, and you talked about what she said in terms of kind of living your truth, showing people what you you are, which you you talk about transparency, and also the recognition of people, of employees, so that they rec- they know that that you they're valued. What other leadership qualities did she teach, and, and do you, you incorporate in your business, Mark? Well,
2: there, there's 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 many. I mean, she talked about when I was real young about dreaming big, and it's it's funny that when we're young we all dream big, and when, as we grow older sometimes we can be become apprehensive in dreaming big. And I think that we as leaders need to instill that in our people, that we can have big dreams and to understand them, and that to understand them both personal and professional, that if someone has a dream if I've never been to Hawaii, I want to understand that as a leader because then we can show them how they can obtain that. Uh, the the other thing is to be courageous. She, she always wanted me to be courageous and, and to help achieve that. I talked about you know everyone's a ten and uh, you know those type of things, but she really taught me a lot of values and principles. One of them is bad news does not get better with time. So you know if, if as a kid you try to hide things and your parents always find out, it's the right. same in business, and so it doesn't get better with time. And that's a true test of character that she would teach me. That we're gonna find out. So it's easier to say, hey, here's what occurred, and you know, I need to bring this to you. I, I think Joanne, you know, and I can go on and on about my mother and and the different things. But one of the big points that she brought to me one time, when I used to hang around the wrong crowd because I wanted to be popular, and there was two lessons that she brought me on that, and and one because I said my reputation was important to me, and I, you know, it's like I want to hang around these cool kids. But then when things would happen, we would get blamed for things even when we didn't do them. And so she taught me two things. She said, one, be more concerned with your character than your reputation because your uh, reputation may open doors, but your character will keep you there. But she also taught me that successful people surround themselves with successful people. So there's two lessons that came out of that, that – who you hang around with and who you choose to hang around with. And successful people will choose successful people because they learn from them, they get mentored by them, they may mentor others, and uh, it it really makes a difference. Uh, So two great lessons, uh, as I pointed out.
1: Who, Aside from your mother, who seems like a great mentor, who else really kind of spurred, your interest in in leadership and, and in working with, with other businesses more?
2: I will say that I've had several mentors, so that list would be long. You know, obviously my father was a great role model as well, and he was a uh, – I call him a drill sergeant before I was born, but kind of raised with that mentality. But he would teach me that uh, fear is between success and failure, So, you know, this was a man with an eighth-grade education but excelled in life and did very well. And he would say, everyone has fear, but that fear is between your success and your failure, and you decide which direction you go. So another great role model. I've had uh, other people that I've worked for, uh, one gentleman uh, named Mike Newman, who uh, was the owner of an organization, and he was such a great role model, and he was, uh, I, I have a saying, your ego is not your amigo, and that's probably Mike that I really modeled that on. He said, I hired you because you have the people skills that I don't have for what I need, and so he understood what he needed me for, and that's why we made a great partnership, but, uh, you know, there's, you know, other great authors out there of who's, you know, uh, Stephen Covey and uh, John Maxwell, you know, great books and authors that, you know, when you read them and when you uh, stay up and current on their materials, uh, you know, just great mentors. Uh, There's another gentleman that has a business out there, College Market Institute, Keith Martino, who's a good friend. And, you know, he's been a great mentor and hopefully I paid it back to him as well. But the great thing, Joanne, about leaders is they always want to pay it forward. So not only do they don't mind sharing and mentoring each other, but they're looking for that next person that might be looking for help or guidance in that, and they don't mind paying that forward at all.
1: You know, I think that's so true. I remember one of my... I guess, mentors was was someone who said that, that as I'm training people, if they can actually exceed me in terms of what they do and their skills, and he said, then I've done my job. And that's sort of incorporating that sense of humility and wanting other people to be the best that they can be. And as a leader, helping to shape them, to mold them, to be that way in their own right, which I think, you bring out not only in your conversation, but, but it it's definitely comes through in your book. Why Shortcuts Get You Lost? Why the title? And tell us a little bit about what you mean by shortcuts.
2: Well, shortcuts, the title came from actually a story from childhood and a lesson from mom where <laughs> going home from school, I would notice that these kids that lived on the same street would sometimes go through this wooded area And when I would get home, they were already home. So obviously I knew this was a shortcut that is making them get home sooner. So one day on a way trip home, uh, I wanted to get home sooner because of something on TV or something like that. So I attempted it myself, and I got lost. And what happened was then you get scared. I had to backtrack to where – that where that I started that shortcut and I got home later and obviously I had a mom that was upset you know she was afraid for a short time then upset and she taught me shortcuts get you lost and she wanted me to understand that shortcuts will teach you bad habits because the danger sometimes on shortcuts is if you succeed you'll start taking shortcuts and other things and she pointed out that because I got lost, I had to go back to where I started that shortcut. So the same works in business, and it's hard. You know, it's important, and this is why in my book there's a chapter where I talk about taking things through a decision-making process, because uh, I state that a good decision and a bad decision take an equal amount of time, and because you have that process, it allows you to define what is a shortcut and what is really this is just a smart move because the danger of that shortcut is you might be looking for a quicker result so in business it may be i really need to drive and get this customer's business if if you're selling something and by taking a shortcut there may be a process that you had in place that helps you understand all the clients objectives who they are as an industry you know and how you can better partner with them, but by taking a shortcut you earn some instant business and you celebrate that, but you're blind to what you didn't receive and there might have been more business and a better partnership there for that customer.
1: You know, I think that's so true. And everybody, every leader, I'm sure, goes through a period, whether it's at the beginning or even constantly where there there may be mistakes made and and they have to rethink something. In terms of your business life, you're working with leaders and coaching, and what what is something that you specifically learned, that, and maybe not because you took a shortcut because you learned that well from your mom, but something that, st- that stayed with you so that you actually were then able to help others because you had to get yourself out of it, and it was personally learned?
2: Here's what's important is different business leaders like to run their business in their own way. And so as I've been in business, there's may have been a time or two to where uh, I offer my opinion, I offer my feedback, but there's a point sometimes too that maybe if your values are different than theirs or or their decisions, there, there's a different where you gave your opinion and they didn't go with your opinion, but the decision's okay. But if it ever becomes a time to where you just don't agree, or maybe you felt that it crossed some values that you live by, I think it's important at that time that you make a decision that maybe this isn't for me and I can go on to the next thing. So, uh, you know, and sometimes it could be big things. It could be ethics that, you know, if you had that value and you felt, or honesty or integrity. Then it's time to make a change, and sometimes uh, I've learned that uh, people can become discontent, and as you start you finding yourself becoming discontent, you have to be careful on what you might share with others because then you can affect or infect others, and so you got to hold yourself accountable to that as well to say, "Look, for some reason, they're going this way, and you know for these reasons, I may not agree here or these do not live the same values that I want to live by. And so it's time for me to make a change and to trust that that's the right decision.
1: Mark, what, what do you see as your future with leaders? And can you give our listeners just, um, what what would you like to leave them with? Cause we have a couple of minutes. So where, where, your direction, what's happening to Mark next and And just what you want our listeners to know before we go.
2: Well, a few things I'd like to help leaders. So if there's people that want to reach out, please reach out. And whether it's, uh, yeah, I want to pay it forward. So those types and, um, you know, willing to come and assist or help your organization, those types, I uh, enjoy speaking. Uh, I've done it for a lot of women leadership groups as well because they like when I speak about uh, how I can correlate it to my mom and that she was the best leadership coach who chose to be a housewife. So those things, I'm looking for ways to pay it forward. I am working on my next book already because I have more to share, and uh, you know, so I'm excited about that as well. Uh, I, I do uh, have a blog out there that uh, it, if you type in uh also you can get to it, mrvonline.com. It's both the same website that one redirects to it, but you're able to see some of the old blogs. But I have... On there are a couple of tools and resources. Uh, one called the rehire technique, uh, another one that helps you on problem solving, and I even have a free chapter to my book that uh, you can download, and it gives someone a glimpse of what I have to talk about. And so, therefore, it's one of those that I have something to share.
1: Wonderful, Mark. And again, what's if you if you had one important message? just one, to share with our listeners
2: today, what would it be? Well, I'll leave you with another lesson from my mom. I talked about that when we were growing up, uh, we tell our our parents, I want to be a firefighter, I want to be a policeman, and sometimes we do that looking for approval to where they are like, oh, that's great. And my mom one time, you know, she was always excited for me, but she says, and she called me Mijo, which you know, is my son in Spanish. She says, of all the things you want to do, that's great. But if there's anything that will put a smile on my face and I'll smile down for, from heaven when I pass away, is I just want you to be a good example. And if you can do that and look in the mirror at the start of the day and at the end of the day and said, I was a good example today, then you will you know that I have that smile on my face. So that's what I like to leave people with.
1: I think that's great. Thanks so much, Mark. Tell people again where they can find you on your website and how they can purchase your book, Shortcuts Get You Lost.
2: Well, Shortcuts Get You Lost is available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, also on iTunes. Uh, My website is MrVOnline.com, and it's spelled out MrVOnline.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn as well if you'd like to connect. And uh, w- with that, you know, I want to thank you so much for having me on.
1: My pleasure, Mark. Have a blessed day.
2: Take care. God bless.
1: You too. Bye bye. So, Mark has been talking about leadership, and leadership is so very important, as as he's been pointing out. And again, not just look at look at Mark's mom and. and the beautiful information as, as a leadership coach that and mom that she imparted to Mark that has really stayed with him and sort of helped him shape not only his career, but but the career of so many other leaders and entrepreneurs. So stay tuned because we're going to talk more about entrepreneurship, and next week we have Carrie Green whose book is called Because You're Worth It, How to Make More Money by Charging More Money. And that's important because it's important to recognize what your value is. And oftentimes we undervalue ourselves, whether it's in business or whether it's in relationships. And now's the time to recognize, as Mark said, too, that we're, we all have so much within us to recognize your own worth. So do that today. Take a, take a short break checklist in your mind or you could even put it down on you know on the tablet or something what what are some of the qualities that you have that you that you really are proud of and really focus on those today remember that if you want to get a hold of me go to drjoannewhite.com drjoannewhite.com and remember that you have the ability each and every day to do something very monumental. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. Monumental meaning that it's making a difference in your life and in the lives of others. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a blessed day.
0: You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire.